thankful. Amen? You know, I was thinking about <clears throat> today, I was um, talking with a friend of mine that's um, moving out into um, a new venture in his life, and he was, I was talking to him, and he was telling me that he needed accountability, and he, he needed help in that, and, and so he was just asking me, you know, what, what's, <clears throat> what do I need to, to overcome? He said, he lives in another town, and he said, you know, I go to the church, and I said, the church is good, and he said, and, you know, go to church, and excited after I leave there, and Monday and Tuesday are good, you know, and then come Wednesday, I kind of get, you know, sluggish, and by Friday, I'm overdone and overrun, and, and when Sunday comes, I just kind of I just kind of barely make it in the door <laughs> to get it again. And I said, well, I said, uh, you need to go to a church where they have a Wednesday service. No, I didn't. <clears throat> no, but, <clears throat> but I was thinking about that <clears throat> tonight. Why do we have Wednesday services? I mean, why, why do we meet? Why? why uh, some people may think, why, why do you waste the time in having a service on Wednesday night? Well, the word is never a waste. It's never a waste. And <clears throat> I was just telling him, you know, I was explaining it's not just about coming to church. Just coming here doesn't do anything if you don't do anything with what you hear. But we, but we, have, we have this on Wednesdays so that you can come in and, and get refilled, you know, as you're dealing with things in the world. Because I'm telling you right now, as I was talking to my friend I, I was telling him, I said, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's day to day. It's day to day um, warfare and bombardment from the enemy against our minds. And the more you do in the world, the more word you need to be able to handle and sustain what you do in the world. You know, the more activity that you have. And what I, what I mean by that is the more people you're around and the more situations that you find yourself in, the more word you need. Because, you know, and, and you, know, you can be around a few people a week and, and, and just be by yourself and be bombarded also because the enemy, you know, he, he'll attack you in your downtimes, in times when you have to think too much, you know, and, and thinking will get you in trouble if you're not meditating on the Word of God, if you're not thinking and meditating the Word. So I was just thinking tonight about how important that these times are. I've, I've thought in the past, I've prayed, I've asked God, I said, do, do you want us to continue to have Wednesday night services during the week? Absolutely. And we're going to continue to do that. And, and Because there's something that not just happens to those that are here, but there's something that just happens every time you preach the Word and you put it out there. Amen? Good things are happening, and, and, and it's affecting things in the heavenlies. So <clears throat> let's rejoice tonight that the Word of God that is preached and that I've put out here tonight under the direction of the Holy Spirit will cause great things to happen in your life. Amen? I believe that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so... Another <clears throat> summer rerun, <clears throat> and, I t and I taught this last year, and the um, title of this message tonight um, is called Born to Die. Remember when I taught on that? Born to Die. Jesus 
was born to die. His, his number one mission in life was to be born on the earth to die for you and me. That's why he was born. There was no other reason. There was no other reason for God to, to do everything that he did. And, and, and for 4,000 years after Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and lost, man lost his connection with God, there was no other reason for God to do all that he did in sending his son, sending the living word to become flesh in the earth, the way that he became flesh. He was born of a virgin. That's never happened and never will happen again. It happened one time. All that he went through for you and I, for one thing to happen, he was born to die to redeem us. Amen? To redeem us. He is, he is the epitome of redemption. Uh, my, a definition that I have tonight of redemption is to ransom in full. He ransomed you and I to deliver in full. He delivered us. He ransomed us. Think about it. He was only born for one reason, and that was to redeem me. Dang. One reason. He wasn't born to become a carpenter. God's purpose and vision for his life was to to be born to die. And with the death was his drop into hell. And from hell was his resurrection. And from his resurrection was his ascension. And from his ascension was his seating. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father in all authority and all dominion and all power. That's where he sits and he represents us on the earth so that everything that this word says is ours is ours and that we can live in it and we can operate in it every single day. He was born for that single solemn purpose. I don't know about you, but we should rejoice. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Say it. I am redeemed. Not, 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 not whether we feel like it or not. I'm telling you tonight, you and I are redeemed. Huh? Redemption is, it doesn't draw nigh, it is now. Hmm? It's not something down the road when we feel like it and everything gets worked out of our life. It is now. I and you are, we are redeemed. Can you say amen? Glory to God. So, just... <clears throat> Follow me in my scripture journeys just for a few minutes. In the book of Ecclesiastes, in the third chapter, <clears throat> and the first verse says, For to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. There's a time to be born, and Jesus was born. You were born. And there's a time to die, and he died. There's a time to plant. There's a time to pluck what is planted, to receive what is planted. <clears throat> but he was born, and then he 
was born with a purpose, and that purpose was to die. You and I were born, and the purpose of our birth was to live in redemption. And to, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to live on this earth as ministers of reconciliation. That's why we're here. We're here to live the life, to live in that redemption, and then believe in the anointing that we have to see people reconciled to God. Man, I mean, it's just everywhere. Uh, you know, I was, I was in town on Monday morning doing several things, just, just minding my own business, just driving from place to place. I had several errands to run and drop things off. And just, just in a, a one-hour period of time, just in one hour, I, I was I was in the in the presence of three people that will come into the kingdom of God, minding my own business. Three people that will come into the kingdom of God. I mean, and it just happens to me. It just happens all the time. I'm not going to these places even thinking about that. But when I show up there, each one of those places when I showed up, and I, I had people with me. And, and, and they saw the way things lined up when I was at those different places. It just, I just knew it. One of, the, one of the people that were with me, I said, when I, when I drove off, that guy will be in the kingdom. He'll be in the kingdom. I know it. I mean, because of what God said. Because my purpose is to fulfill what he came to make sure would happen in the earth after he left. It's, you know, we, we can... We can just sit around and just be in awe of all the things that He did on the earth, but He did all those things for us. And He left us the same Spirit that lived in Him so we could do the same things and even greater things because now we can all do it. It's not limited to whoever is behind a pulpit. It happens in all of us, every one of us, and we have that opportunity every single day. Amen? Because that redemption is now. I am redeemed right now, not later on. Amen? <clears throat> so, there is a purpose. And I tell you what, when, you, when there's a purpose and there's a reason, you, you can live it and walk it out. Now, look what the New Testament says about this. It says a lot about it, but I'll just give you a few verses. Galatians chapter 4 and verse... <clears throat> Galatians 4 and 4. Man, it's amazing. The, the, the Bible, if this is a glove and this is my hand, the Bible fits like a glove on a hand. The Bible just connects. So when I started talking about, actually when Jessica said a couple things that she did, it lined up with what I'm preaching tonight. And, and then when you take the Word of God, when, when I'm telling you, he was born to die, drove that point home. Now you're thinking about that. Now I'm talking about our purpose and plan on the earth is to be redeemed, and once we're redeemed, to make sure that others are redeemed, that other people are reconciled to God. So we're thinking about that. Now when we read the Scripture, and you, you have to read the Scripture, then the Scripture makes it all fit. Now it's not just the opinion of one man or one person, but the Scripture makes it all fit. That's why I love to... to get a point out there and then back it up with the word because then the word seals it and it'll seal it in you and you can take the scriptures 
that we talk about tonight, and you can go home and look at those, and it makes it even stronger on the inside of you. Amen? Verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to do what? Verse 5. What's the first two words? To redeem. I'm going to read it again. Verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, sons and daughters. And because you are sons or children, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So, I'm redeemed, and it's not just something mentally I know. I have the one that's at the right hand of the Father now, the one who rose from the dead. He ascended upon high. He sat down and said, it's finished. That one lives in me by the Spirit of God. He's at the right hand of the Father, but he's represented inside of me by the Spirit. And this Spirit was given to you and I. God sent forth his Spirit, the Spirit of his Son. God sent forth the Spirit of His Son. Where? Into my heart. Crying out, Abba, Father. That's why I can pray in the Spirit, because God sent the Spirit of His Son. The Spirit that was in His Son, that caused His Son to do everything that He did on the earth. The Spirit that caused His Son to make a choice and to choose you and me over what He wanted, not His will, but the Father's will be done, the ultimate act of submission, doing what the Father wanted and not just what He wanted. You know, and and how, is it, how did that happen? Because of the Spirit that was in Him. And that Spirit now empowers you and I to make right choices, to be consistent in our lives, to overcome in every situation. Why? Because I'm redeemed. Not because I'm so good. You know, one person may be good at one thing and another person another thing, but we're both redeemed. Amen? And I have the ability and the power to accomplish everything that God has put before me. Why? Because I'm redeemed and the Spirit of His Son lives on the inside of me. How about you? Amen? Galatians 3 talked about that woman right there. Who was that woman? That was Mary. And in Galatians 3... <clears throat> And we're just, just going to look at this one verse. And this is, this is what God said to the serpent. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. And he will bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. You, I will put enmity between your seed and and her seed, and the battle started. And there's been a battle for the redemption of mankind causing people who are of the world to become of God. Every human being was created by God. The devil never created anybody. But there's enmity, but there would be enmity. This is, this is 4,000 years before, this, before it even happened, and, and there would be enmity between the seed of Mary and the seed of the world. And I'm telling you tonight, the seed of Mary won. Amen? 
And you and I are of that seed. And, and not many seeds, but one seed, and that seed is Jesus. Amen? He redeemed you and I. He liberated us, and he has set us in a position to advance and prosper in the earth. 1 John 4. We're just looking at redemption tonight. Just a few verses regarding the fact that we are redeemed. And we're redeemed because of the one who was born to die. 1 John 4 and verse 9. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might what? That we might live through him. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in God. Faith in the Son of God who liberated me and died for me. I was thinking today, you know, you, uh, you know, we, we don't, we're not put on the earth to judge people or to judge where people are at, but your life will judge. What you know will judge. You know where God says, leave the judging to me? Well, he's in me, right? So when, when there are situations that come up, if, if Brian asks me a question about a specific thing, well, and I'm, and I'm going to answer him, there's judgment involved in that, in the way I answer him because of the God that's in me. I could just tell him something off the top of my head or I can be discerning in my answer and answer the way that it needs to be answered, you know. And, and you and I, as, as it says in this verse right here, you and I were created to live on this earth in the fullness of God, not just halfway. We were created to live in the fullness of God. And as, as we live, we find out along the way that there are things that we get confronted with that appear th- th- as though they have no answers. And why? Because you're not going to get an answer to something that you want if you don't go to the answer book. We can talk about it all day long. We can pray about it, right? We can fast. We can lay out before God. I mean, we can do all kinds of things trying to get something, God, to move on our behalf and feel bad for us. But until the Word becomes that life that the Son created you and I to live in, until the Word becomes that life to us on a day-to-day basis, things don't get answered. Sometimes we feel like God doesn't care. Sometimes people can think that something goes a long time and it doesn't happen. And, and, and like there's, there's, you know, some, there's something missing. There is. There are things that are missing in our life, and we just have to replace that with the revelation of God's Word, in, not only in us, but in the way that we deliver it and we walk it out and that it becomes a part of us. I, I, I love this verse of Scripture. It says, I'm going to read it again. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world. God sent him. He so loved us that he sent him that we might live through him. Not just exist, but that we would live through him. Live that redemptive life and and the life that redemption was created for you and I to live in. I mean, Jesus had one purpose and that was to be born to die so that you and I could live in this life of redemption. 
And, and in that life of redemption is a life of reconciliation. That you're more passionate about reconciliation than you are just about how things pertain to you. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be selfish in this life about the things of God. I don't want everything focused on things needing to manifest or this happening for me or whatever. I want to be open and focused. Like I was telling you on Monday when I was in town and I was going to different places that I, I want my spirit man open to that. I want it open like that all the time. I, it, it's been that way in my life for most of, of my born again life once I learned to understand how to hear the voice of God that way. But, but I don't want other things to cloud it you know, to shut down and thwart the whole purpose that I'm here. I'm here to minister, first and foremost, reconciliation to the lives of other people, you know. And we've got to learn how to do that. We've got to learn how to be open to allow that to manifest on a day-to-day basis. We want it day-to-day, not just every once in a while. And it's not something that you can work up. You can try to do that. I've tried to do that at times, you know, but it never works. Because God knows the right people at the right time and he sets us up with the right ones to be able to minister life to and be a blessing to. Amen? Be on the receiving end of. There's a time to plant and there's a time to pluck. Hmm? Sometimes you're planting, sometimes you're plucking. I really like it when you're plucking. You know, the plucking time is some of the best. But really, actually, the planting time is that because it takes real faith to plant and feel like you're making a difference. Everybody I ever plant a seed of the word into, I always say, Lord, I thank you that that word will not return void, but accomplish what it was set out to accomplish. And I declare those people will be saved, whether it's through me or someone else. So one plants, one waters, but God brings the increase at the right time. Amen. So we never have to stress over anything. Glory to God. He set it up for us that way. First chapter of 1 John. Living in the life of redemption. Amen? Because of what His Son accomplished for us. Verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon and our hands handled concerning the word of what? Life. That which was from the beginning. What was from the beginning? Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh. The Word became the Son that became flesh. Amen? And He was in the beginning, and, and we handled, and it says our hands have handled concerning the Word of life. The life was manifested, And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that you may have have joy or or that that your joy may be full. Right? So... So what's the, what, the whole life thing is about what? Others coming and partaking of the same stuff so that other people's joy will be full. You know what? I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, your best days on planet Earth are when you see, because of your deposit, joy being in someone else. Those are the best days of your life. Not, not the day you win the lottery. 
I mean, you can think that is, but that could be, that, that's most people's worst nightmare because they don't know how to handle it, right? That's not you, but that's a lot of people. But I'm telling you, your best days are when you see joy in other people, when you see other people built up and strengthened because of the investment that you're putting into people, right? <clears throat> the uh, friend of mine that called me <clears throat> this week asked me because of some thing that he's doing and, and stepping out into, asked me if I'd be uh, just a, an accountability guy for him, a partner for him. He asked me about that. And, and I thought to myself, I mean, how could I turn that down? He's a friend of mine, and he's got lots of friends that are Christians. He's got lots of people, lots and lots and lots of people that he knows that are Christians. He's, he's a military guy, and he's got a lot of people in the military, you know, that are Christian people and that, that he, could, he could ask. But he asked me. He said, would you hold me accountable in this new venture I'm stepping out into because I know there's a lot of temptations out there? And I said, it'd be an honor. It'd be an honor. I'll hold you accountable. You know, with technology today and Internet and all those different kind of things, I mean, you can, you can be an accountability partner with a guy right there in your office. Hmm? Or Skyping or FaceTiming or, you know, Mo timing or whatever, you know, whatever timing it is. You can do all kinds of things. And you know what? There's nothing like, you know, you know, I, I'm just using, I'm, I, this is just an example, okay? Many things like this happen, but, but this is just, a, just an example. You don't, if you, if you don't invest if you don't invest in things, if you don't invest in others, then others don't see that about you. You know, because in the way back in the back of my mind, I could think, oh, man, I just don't have time. Man, I just don't have time to do another thing. You know, I got so many things, I don't have time to do another thing. But when God tells you, that's what you're to do because that's why you're here. <laughs> I'm a minister of reconciliation. I'm, I'm, I've been redeemed and I'm here to help other people be redeemed and stay redeemed and help hold people accountable to things in their life. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. That's why we're on the planet. We're not here just to be about ourselves. We're here on the planet to be here for others, right? And, and this life that Jesus has paid for for us, that he came to this earth and chose to die for, this life is worth a lot. Amen? You paid nothing for this. This was free. But I'm telling you, the price that was paid for this was the deepest price, most expensive price ever paid ever for anything on the planet. I saw that... I saw that uh, um, what's the fight? Not, not boxing, but the fight. The uh, UFC fighting. Uh, they sold for four point five billion dollars the other day, or something like that. They, they were bought for. They were bought for like five million dollars when it started, and it was sold for four point five billion. 
4.5 billion is about that much compared to what Jesus paid for for you and I. There's been no sale of any company or corporation or country or anything, any sports team or anything else that even comes close to the price that was paid for you and I. I mean, it's deep. So you know what I, you know what I see when, 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 when the revelation gets deeper in me about that? is how important it is that I take responsibility to live that life. It's a choice. God doesn't put some heavy thing on us and making us do anything. No, no, no. It's a choice and it's an honor. And I want to take that every time I have an opportunity to help advance the kingdom and, and be there for someone else and do things for people and, and, and be that part. I mean, you know, we, we have to be sensitive about how we do it. We've got to be led by the Spirit. You can't do everything for everybody. But when opportunities come and God says do it, all, all he's doing is setting you up for greater blessing. Amen? Because that's why we're here. <clears throat> um, Ephesians 1 <clears throat> and then one more Ephesians 1 and verse 1 redemption Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are at Ephesus and faithful in Christ Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. Verse 7, And in Him, in Him, in Christ, we have what? Redemption. Through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of His grace. Where sin abounds, grace does that much more abound. Amen? So no matter what we've done, what we'll ever do in life, the grace of God abounds that much more. Why? Because he was born and he chose to die and he ascended and sat down at the right hand of the Father and now our redemption, it doesn't draw nigh, it's nigh. It's here. It's ours now in the name of Jesus. And because of that redeeming, that, that price that was fully paid, the ransom that, that was paid in full, more than any other debt that was ever paid, you and I are debt-free people all across the board in every area of our life. You don't, you, you, don't, you don't owe God a dime. Not a dime. We submit ourselves to His will, and when we submit ourselves and do His will, everything that the Word says that will happen will happen. And we'll live the rest of our lives learning how to do it to another level and another level and another level and another level. Can you say amen? Um, can you put that verse 7 up um, in the message? Do you have the message right there? <clears throat> message.
a good verse, but the message is really good. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments, chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, we're abundantly free. <laughs> Everybody say, I'm abundantly free. <clears throat> that was really loud when I came out of my microphone right there. <clears throat> I am abundantly free. Why? Because of the redemptive choice that Jesus made in dying for me. Glory to God, I'm free. Not just, not just barely free. I like that. I'm not just barely free. Oh, I just barely squeaked. No, no, no. There's, there's a huge amount of excess that is there. So even if I make mistakes today, not to give me the power to make mistakes, but even when I make mistakes today, I'm still free. Amen? I can still repent. I can still come to him and receive what the grace and the mercy of God are abundantly supplied for me. Amen? Can you say amen to that? Well, well, I mean, it doesn't give us the license to just do whatever we want to do. It gives us the license to do right. And that's what, that's, what, that's what verses like that say to me and say to you today. Amen? I am abundantly free. Then let's turn to 2 Corinthians 5 and we'll end with this. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. <clears throat> Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Everything. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry, that's what we were talking about earlier, he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are what? I'm an ambassador. You know, You'll see sometimes that the ambassador to the United States to a specific country, they're there to speak on their behalf. Now, we're on the earth to speak as ambassadors on behalf of the kingdom of the living God. Amen? We're, we're ambassadors for Christ. <clears throat> as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That we might become that. So what he created, his redemptive plan, created us to be righteous, or he created us the righteousness of God and delivered us from a sin consciousness. The redemptive plan was to redeem mankind from this sin consciousness. And the fact that you and I have been redeemed from sin, we've also been redeemed from the consciousness of sin. Where, where in your conscience, you're always constantly reminded that something's not going to happen for you because of how bad you've been. No, you've been redeemed from that. 
Everybody say, I'm redeemed. Amen? You and I have been redeemed. I'm the righteousness. I'm right with God because of the price that was paid. Because he chose, he chose to die. He was born to die, and he chose to die. Lord, if there be any other way, but not my will, but your will be accomplished, so that Bert Wimberly in the year 2016 could live in redemption because of the price that I'm paying today, and your name and all of our names are on that right there. He saw you when he made the choice, the ultimate act of submitting to the will of God for the good of others. Wow! Amen? That's what he did. He accomplished it. Our redemption is not coming someday. It's not when we get to heaven. My redemption has drawn to right now, and it's alive right now. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus, and everything else can just shut up. Amen? Every other voice can just be silenced. Because whom the Son sets free, man, you're free. Not just barely. Hmm? but abundantly free. Can you say amen tonight? I tell you, I just love preaching that word. You can kind of tell. <clears throat> I just loved preaching that little word. It's a, it's a little word. It's a simple word. It's actually an elementary word in the kingdom. But if we ever lose the elementary of the kingdom and of teaching, we'll forget all kinds of things. You know what it's like? It's like you being a house built on a foundation and one day just saying, ah, let's just get rid of that foundation. No, no, no. No, no first storm that comes. Hmm? Never forget our foundation. We know who we are. We know we're redeemed and we're going to act like we're redeemed every day of our life. I'm redeemed and I know it and I'm going to live that way. Can you say amen?